0: The BYU Cougars have just one representative on the preseason All-Big 12 team. Is that good? Is that bad? We're talking about that and also talking about Carson Sue Sue announcing he's committed to the BYU football program. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen today. Thank you to all of you, the thousands of you, who are everydayers with us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. By way of introduction, we are your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU, available wherever you get your podcasts, also available on YouTube. So thank you so much for your support. Please continue to subscribe, rate rate and review. Uh, Make sure to enable notifications on YouTube. Leave us comments. Thank you for all of the support. Of the podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and you're returning for the first time in a hot minute, or if you just haven't seen yesterday's show, got a new backdrop uh, behind us. And if you're listening to this on the regular podcast feed, it's not going to help you. But we have a new uh, sign that is in the backdrop of my uh, home studio here. It's a repurposed closet, but none the same uh, cool stuff. I'll duck my head here uh, for those of you trying to get the full view of it. Uh, just a nice oh, a neon sign that my wife got me, it was so kind to get me for Father's Day, and finally got it installed earlier this week. So uh, exciting time. Times here at the Hatch Household in the Locked On Cougars uh, podcast studio, as it were. But uh, let's actually dive into the actual news that matters, and let's talk about the Big Twelve. They have revealed their All Big Twelve preseason team, and just one BYU Cougar makes the list, and that is sophomore offensive tackle Kingsley Suamataia, who was listed as one of five offensive linemen on the All Big Twelve team. Twenty-nine recipients or honorees on that list, uh, and I am not surprised that Kingsley really is the only representative from BYU. And I know that some of you out there probably wondering, well, Jake, what about some of the other guys? Uh, did you vote for anybody else? I am lucky enough as a media member. That's one thing that you will get with this podcast is I am an actual media member who gets to vote on such things. I had a four cougars that I had listed on my ballot uh, that I submitted to the Big 12 conference. One of them easily is Kingsley Suamata'ia. I thought he was a no-brainer. I assumed that he would get the votes right away. I also put uh, two guys on the ballots in terms of the positions, and those speaking of uh, fullback, uh, they had Ben Sinnott, uh, or Sinat, I don't know how you say his last name correctly, from Kansas State listed as the preseason uh, fullback, but he plays more of an H-back slash tight end role for Kansas State, but nonetheless he was an all-conference honoree at that position last year. I figured if he wanted more of a true fullback, I was going to put Mason Wake on there. I threw a, a, a vote in for Mason, Uh, to reward Air Wake for a lot of what he's done in a BYU uniform. And I also listed Ryan Rico at punter for BYU. I think Rico has got a big opportunity this year uh, to make an impression at the Power 5 level. I think he's been uh, criminally underrated, honestly, uh, during his time as a Cougar, and I I cast him a vote. So those are the three that I listed in terms of overall players. Now you're probably wondering who's the fourth name you listed, Jake. I actually put for newcomer of the year Aiden Robbins, BYU running back. I I think that he has the capability of winning that award uh, for BYU if he has the type of season and he anticipates and I think BYU anticipates for him to have this fall. He'll be a big part of BYU's success or failure this fall really because his ability as a running back. He had a thousand yards a year ago for UNLV and the hope is that he can reprise that type of production for BYU at the Big 12 level. Is it going to be easy? No because it's a step up in competition. Better defenses overall. I know that the Big 12's rep is one of uh, pure offense it feels like at times but here's the thing about the Big 12. There are some very very good defenses in this League, I'm thinking of Texas, I'm thinking of Kansas State, some of the elite teams, the the teams that I think are going to be among the top teams in the preseason poll, which by the way, comes out today, Thursday, whenever you're listening and or watching this, uh, and we'll talk about and react to where BYU lands in that poll on tomorrow's podcast, a little bit of a tease ahead for you guys. But uh, I think that the teams at the top of the Big 12 have by far the most talented defensive players. Jalen Ford was named as the preseason all-defensive player pick, uh, or the top, I guess, uh, defensive MVP, I should say, for the Big 12. Not surprised surprised at that at all. He leads a pretty stingy Texas defense, and I think he is going to have a pretty monster year. Jalen Daniels getting the nod as the offensive player of the year, the preseason offensive player of the year, the quarterback from Kansas who BYU will see in their very first game as a Big 12 uh, in their first Big 12 conference game out there in Lawrence. I'm looking forward to traveling out to that. I will also be at Big 12 Media Days next week as well. I'm leaving on Tuesday uh, to head to Dallas and Arlington to take part in those festivities and very much looking forward to this first year of the Big 12 for BYU. There's so much new about this, but uh, getting back to the point at hand, is only one guy actually on the preseason all-conference team a bad thing for BYU? No, I don't think it is at all. I think BYU relishes in the opportunity to be a quote-unquote underdog. I think Kingsley's got too big of a rep and had too big of a rep to not be listed on that. But there've to be a number of other guys, Keaton Slovis, Aiden Robbins on down the list, Isaac Rex on the defensive side of the football, guys like Max Tooley Ben Bywater, AJ Vongpachan on the back end. I'm sure Malik Moore, Micah Harper, Eddie Heckard, they're all thinking, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out and absolutely prove that I am all Big 12 caliber. And by the way, if they live up to those reputations and they make good on the bet that they have for themselves to be all Big 12, well, guess what BYU is going to be as a result? They're going to be a pretty darn good football team. So that's the side benefit to all of this is a a pretty competitive team. That's a big part of obviously getting those type of awards if you're a BYU player is you've got to go out and perform on the gridiron and truly be among the best in this conference. Now, is it going to be easy? No, because there is, like I said, there's some serious talent in this conference. It's not going to be easy to unseat some of these dudes that are on this all Big 12 uh, preseason team, but the opportunity exists nonetheless for BYU. and That's one. That's another, by, by the way, a new uh, feature for BYU they have not had for 12 seasons, is being part of a conference and having the opportunity to compete for a conference championship and have all conference teams. This is a whole new era, once again, for BYU players, the vast majority of which uh, don't remember or just are completely unaware of BYU's existence in the Mountain West or WAC eras of yesteryear. It's been that long, folks. These are young men. 12 years ago, uh, if you're the, on the oldest end of BYU's roster, you'd say there's a 24 or 25-year-old on the roster, I'm not sure there actually is, but think about it. 12 years ago, that kid was 13 years old, and who knows how much f- – paying attention to football, they were. If there are a freshman coming into BYU at 17 or 18 years old, minus 12... You're looking at guys who are single digits in age. It's crazy to consider, but nonetheless, that's how uh, new this is for some of these guys. But the opportunity is still there. I think Kingsley is much deserving of this honor, and obviously he'll have to live up to that reputation as one of the five best offensive linemen in the Big 12 this fall, but he's got all the talent to do it. I'm sure a guy like Caleb Etienne, who started 13 games a year ago for Oklahoma State, who figures to uh, start opposite of Kingsley, is thinking, I'm going to be all Big 12 myself. I I proved I can start at this level. Last year, Watch me go out and prove it this year at right tackle for BYU. So there is a lot of opportunity here for BYU going into the Big 12. Like I said, we're going to react to where BYU's picked in the preseason poll. I picked BYU in my preseason poll. I actually did a podcast and showed you guys my ballot uh, for that. I had BYU 10th in my preseason ballot. I I think that BYU lands anywhere between 10 and 12. I think it's where the vast majority of the uh, early looks at how the conference race is going to shape up. List BYU. Could there be a touch higher, maybe as high as nine, potentially, but I think they're in the double-digit range. I don't think they're dead last, but I also don't think that they're in the top half of the conference. It's a great spot for BYU to be in. Kalani Sitake, Aaron Roderick, Jay Hill, on down the list from BYU's coaching staff can go to their guys and say, you see, they don't believe in you guys. Go out and show them who you are. That that's It's a huge motivational f- uh, tool that BYU can utilize. Embrace the underdog role here, year one in the Big 12. It's it's an advantage for BYU in many ways. They're gonna be taken lightly by certain teams because of their poor performance, particularly on defense a year ago. The teams are gonna be like, you know what? Let's see how good they really are when they make this transition to the Big 12 level. Well, guess what? BYU is gonna go out and show some folks, and I am excited to watch them along the way. I, I still stand by, I think six and six would be a great debut for BYU, just making it a bowl eligibility. If you get beyond that, anything beyond six and six, seven and five, eight. Eight and 4 on on, on up the, the, rank, uh, the rankings and the, the schedule. If you would get anything higher than 6-6, six and six, I consider it gravy on top of what I think would be a pretty solid debut for BYU. But I am looking forward to seeing the Cougars out there on the field and obviously getting down to B- Big 12 media days uh, to get to know more of the lay of the land for the conference. Obviously, this is a whole new era for us uh, in terms of speaking of me in the media, etc., but looking forward to it. All the same. All right, but uh, the good news did not uh, stop yesterday. Uh, Another commitment to the 2024 recruiting class for BYU came by way of a local product who actually transferred in to a local high school. Speaking of Granger High School, and Carson Sue Sue, what does he offer to BYU? We're talking about that coming up here momentarily. First, a word on our friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel's been working with us for a few months now, but if you want to take your first bet, first swing at betting on Major League Baseball on FanDuel, you can get 10 times back your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200, my friends. That's right. I just bet 20 bucks, and land $200 in bonus bets back, win or lose. That's the best part about this. That's 200 bucks you can spend on betting from everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to score first or hit the first home run in any given game in Major League Baseball. The best part is it's all in an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid out instantly, or you can get paid out instantly if that's what you prefer. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than with our friends at FanDuel. They are America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit fanDuel.com slash locked on to get started and get up to $200 back in bonus bets. That's fanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen today. Thank you for being dayers with us here on the podcast. Coming up on tomorrow's show, I already teased it earlier. Uh, we are going to be reacting to BYU in terms of where they land in the preseason poll. Uh, I th- like I said, I think they finished somewhere between 10 and 12, and obviously that gives them an underda- underdog role going into this season. But also, we are going to get to the mailbag. It is our weekly mailbag. If you've got questions and you've not submitted them already, please do so via social media uh, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Uh, working on getting our new Threads app uh, set up for the podcast. I am on Threads personally. You can find me Jacob C. Hatch. If you happen to be on the new uh, meta-alternative uh, to Twitter uh, called Threads, that launched yesterday. Uh, so get on that. Follow me, Jacob C. Hatch. If you want to follow me there, we'll have Locked On Cougars on there uh, relatively shortly. But uh, nonetheless, you can get your questions in that way or email us. Locked On, at gmail.com is the way to get in touch and send in those questions. And we'll get to as many of them, if not all of them, on tomorrow's show. All right. A good news for BYU football yesterday came by way of Granger High School prospect Carson Sue announced that he has committed to the BYU football program yesterday. It had come down to reportedly BYU and Utah State for his commitment and I think that BYU won out, uh, and, I, and I don't know this for certain, but the chance to play at the, the Power 5 slash Big 12 level, I think that wins out over the G5 level in the Mountain West. No offense to Utah State, but it's, it's a whole new era for BYU. BYU is going to win athletes now because they simply have that Power 5 label next to their name. It's just a, it's a simple fact of life that BYU is adjusting to, but also going to enjoy the benefits of being a Power 5 program. Now, is Carson Sue a pure quarterback prospect? No, he is not. He's got great. Great size for a high school quarterback. Six foot five, 200 pounds, transferred into Granger High School to play for the Lancers up there in Salt Lake City. Or is that West Valley? I don't remember exactly. I think Granger might be in West Valley. But nonetheless, in the Salt Lake Valley, uh, playing for the Granger Lancers this year after transferring from Concord, California's De La Salle High School. Now, many of you know De La Salle because of that epic, legendary win streak, 150 or 60 games straight they had uh, around the turn of the century They uh, went into the 2000s for a good chunk of it uh, before they finally lost a game. But very high level program out there in Concord, California. He now comes to BYU to lead a Granger squad that uh, with his talent alone should see an immediate up grade in terms of their ability to compete this fall uh, for the Lancers, but uh, is he a good quarterback? Yes, I think he's a decent quarterback. He's got a big arm, folks. He's a great athlete. Like I said, you can't teach 6'5", 200-pound athletes. Uh, you just you can't get that at the quarterback position very often. But is he refined his other quarterback prospects, namely Maia Luyaki smith the BYU is chasing right now? No, he is not. Maia Luyaki smith who's also from the Bay Area out there in Northern California, is absolutely the, the number one an option, I think, for BYU in terms of their quarterback uh, depth chart or wish list or whatever you want to term it uh, for the 2024 class. Does that mean that a guy like Carson Sue Sue is going to get an, not get an opportunity to play quarterback? At BYU, no, I don't think so. I think that BYU will give him his opportunity or at least probably sold him on the opportunity to do so. But I'm making a prediction here call it a hunch, call it a, a gut feeling, call it what you will. I do not think that Carson Sue Sue plays quarterback for BYU in any single game that he suits up for the Cougars in his collegiate career. Could I be, could I be wrong on that? Yes, I could, but I, just like I said, call it a hunch, wink, wink, that I don't think he plays uh, quarterback for BYU. He can play a myriad of other positions. It's not a bad pickup for BYU in by any stretch of the imagination. They're bringing him in because, he, like I said, he's 6'5", 200 pounds, and a very, very talented athlete. Could he play wide receiver? Yes. Could he play tight end? Yes. Could he flip over and play a defense at maybe defensive end if he bulks up? Yes. Could he play linebacker? Yes. He is that good of an athlete at that BYU can use him at a myriad of positions if quarterback is ultimately not his destination. He is a guy who I think has got all the talent, and the type of guy that you bring into BYU and find where he best fits and then Uh, help him succeed at that position. Like I said, if he somehow miraculously goes on a mission and comes home as this ultimately weapon at quarterback, yeah, BYU won't hesitate to put him in the quarterback derby when he returns from an LDS mission, A church, or I, mean, I should say the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, but he's got two years to develop his body, obviously, and who knows how much weight he may add and how his frame fills out during his time at BYU and also while he's in the mission field, but this is the type of guy you bring in, even if he's not going to be a quarterback for you, you can use athletes of this caliber. I actually would advocate BYU, and I, trust me, I have got no say and how BYU recruiting works. I, I don't aspire uh, to, to give them advice on this. It's just my personal feeling is that BYU could do a lot worse than recruiting a bunch of athletes in their recruiting classes of the ilk of a guy like Carson Sue Sue, and then bring them in and find the right opportunity or the right position for them and succeed that way. They're, these guys are football players, first and foremost. You can do a lot worse than having true football players on your roster and then ultimately kind of finding where they best fit and utilizing their skill sets in the position that's most natural to their strengths as an athlete. So I think this is a solid pickup for BYU. Like I said, it's not out of the realm of possibility he plays quarterback for BYU. I'm I'm not saying that he's not going to, but it's my personal thought that he ends up playing a different position during his collegiate days. But that is by no means a failure of any sort on either side or any side of this equation. This is a good athlete, a three-star athlete, speaking of Sue Sue, and a solid pickup for BYU football, and I look forward to seeing him suiting up for the Cougars in a couple years' time. Now, the question was asked. Uh, J.T. Kucher uh, asked the question. I know that uh, my good friend Tuckinator also sent me a message about this, asking, how does this affect Maya Luyaki Smith's uh, commitment, or uh, not commitment, in terms of recruiting and securing a commitment from the 2024 quarterback out there at uh, out there in Northern Cal- California? I don't think it affects it at all. BYU absolutely is dying to get a, like a, get a guy like Maya Luyaki Smith into their program. Does that mean they're ultimately going to land him? No, that does not mean they're going to land him. they got some stiff competition from Oklahoma State, among other programs at the Power 5 level, for a kid like Smith. But they will take Smith. He is their number one guy on the quarterback uh, wish list this year in the recruiting class. Uh, I, the, Enoch Watson, fantastic player, but going on a mission right away. So he will not be enrolled at BYU until at least 2026. The same thing with Carson Sue Sue who we were just discussing. Luyaki Smith has no plans. I don't think he know if he's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints nor does it really matter, but it doesn't sound like he has mission plans and he would be a guy who enrolls right away and is able to compete for playing time day one at BYU. So this doesn't affect his recruitment Hardly at all, honestly. But the nice part is, like I said, you can do a lot worse than bringing in guys like a Carson Suesue Sue into your program and finding where they best fit and then utilizing their skill set in your program. BYU at the Power 5 level is never going to be able to succeed the way that they need to succeed unless you get true athletes into your program. And I think that's what a guy like Carson Suesue Sue offers to the BYU Cougars. And I think that whoever it is on, on defense, whether if he's playing linebacker, Justin Enner will find a spot for him. If he bulks up and plays defensive end, Kelly Papinga or is it edge rusher, they find a spot for him. Tight end, Steve Clark can work with him. uh, Wide receiver, like any of these coaches, Jay Hill and Aaron Roderick obviously as his coordinators, they all find the right spot for this kid and make sure that he is able to go out there and utilize his God-given gifts to the best of his ability. And that's what I look forward to seeing is getting him an opportunity to go out and show what he's capable of in a Cougar uniform. So we'll see how it all shakes out, but I think it's a very, Very savvy and smart pickup for the BYU football program. And they continue some of the momentum on the recruiting trail in the 2024 class. Now, does it need to be an uptick in terms of the overall ranking in the class? Yes, because BYU is still trailing the vast majority, if not all, the Big 12 in terms of the national rankings and recruiting. But I will also uh, go back to BYU knows what they're doing on the recruiting trail. They're they're evidence of their uh, development program for these athletes they have brought into their program of late it's a pretty sterling record that they have in terms of being able to find guys' natural skill sets and accentuate those and bring that, bring that out of them. They, they they bring in two- and three-star talents, but get four- and five-star production out of that, nobody's going to be complaining when you win games on the football field, even if they are not necessarily winning the press conference, as it were, on the recruiting side of things. All right. So there you go, my thoughts on Carson Sue-Sue and also how it relates to Maya Luyaki All right, coming up here in just a minute, uh, let's look back at another game in BYU football history. Need to look at uh, what happened against USC. And funny enough, this is one of those games that, uh, like, back to the future in a way, uh, a guy named Keaton Slovis was quarterbacking on the other side of that game. We're talking about that next So we continue on right here on Locked on Cougars. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your routine, my friends. We are still accepting your uh, entries to win a uh, Jaron Hall signed football. I'm actually going to grab it right here. I've got it right here on my desk as I bounce my desk here. Uh, but you can see that if you can see it, that's Jaron Hall's signature on this nice signature football. Got the oval Y on it. Uh, that is the grand prize in our summer-long sweepstakes, is what we'll call it. Uh, we are encouraging you guys, if you've not done so already, to subscribe to the show, particularly on YouTube. I've got a stated goal of getting to 5,000 subscribers on YouTube by the start of the season. It's a pretty ambitious goal because we're sitting currently in the 3,300 uh, subscriber range. we, we got 1,700 subscribers to go. Uh, but even if you're listening to this on the regular podcast feed, just log on to YouTube, subscribe to the show, and that's all you need to do. And all you need to do is to, is to enter to win a football like that or some of the other BYU swag. I'll be rewarding uh, some of our winners with. Uh, I would love nothing more for you than for you guys to drop us a note on our email address. BYU at gmail.com is the email address. Send us a screenshot of you being subscribed on YouTube. YouTube, as well, as well as wherever else you happen to subscribe to the show, and of course, you will be entered to win, and we'll do that giveaway probably around the start of training camp, haven't really set a firm date on that, but hey, get on it, get, get entered to win, we've got hundreds of you who have already entered, but hey, the only way you have a chance to win is to get entered, and obviously subscribe, rate, review, enable notifications, do all that stuff that helps us build this audience, and our, our, our I call it a family, I love uh, associating with all y'all out there in Cougar Nation, so thank you for the support as always, alright, before we go on today show. Another look back at BYU football history. Another game in the 2019 season. Now, BYU had just come off a thrilling win at Tennessee. As I mentioned, I was down there uh, in Knoxville watching that play out. An incredible win. Just uh, just absolutely left Tennessee fans devastated. Well, BYU returned home with some good vibes and found themselves staring a huge game in the face with the 2-0, 24th ranked USC Trojans coming to Provo, Utah. Uh, if I recall correctly, this was the second time in program history that USC had visited Provo. Many of you will recall that uh, Matt liner, Reggie Bush, uh, Lendell White, and that famed USC team of 2004 made the trip to Provo. Uh, BYU got pummeled by that USC team, and the question was, okay, is BYU able to go out and uh, do what they're capable of doing in this game against USC? Now, there was this plucky young quarterback by the name of Keaton Slovis that was playing in this game against BYU as the starting quarterback for USC. He ended up uh, with the game 24-34 of for 281 yards, also passed for two touchdowns, but the most notable thing about this game was the other uh, passing statistic he had three interceptions including one that Diane Gonwoloku remember Diane uh, he uh, intercepted in overtime to seal a 30 to 27 victory for BYU uh Crowd uh, surged the field, the student section. Most notably, I was trying to dodge and weave my way uh, to the media uh, post game while that was going on. Zach Wilson in this game ended up twenty of thirty-three for two hundred and eighty yards and one touchdown. Tyson Williams ran for ninety-nine yards in a fantastic performance for him. But BYU gets a huge win uh, over USC, and the good vibes were rolling for BYU as they were now two and one on the season with two wins over Power Five opponents. Obviously, the lone uh, mark on the record was that loss to Utah. Uh, But this game, it was a thrilling game because Michael Pittman Jr. was playing in this game. He had the two touchdown receptions for USC. BYU went toe-to-toe with the USC defense. And I I will give uh, Elisa Tuiaki just a gold star in this circumstance because he... Employed for the first time fully, I think it, that I recall in his run as BYU's defensive coordinator, the true drop eight scheme, where he dropped eight defenders into the passing lanes. Graham Harrell, the offensive coordinator for USC, ran a real air raid type offense, and Keaton Slovis was just a young quarterback. The BYU just plugged the passing lanes and made his his night or his day, as it was afternoon game, made his day miserable with those three interceptions, including the game sealer uh, in overtime. And but BYU frustrated Keaton Slovis, and he talked about it on that podcast. I I couldn't find the raw video, I couldn't get it to download because I wanted to play it on on today's show, but he went on a podcast sometime after he had left USC and talked about BYU being the most hostile, sober crowd he'd ever played in front of. And It's just so funny now that he is going to be BYU's quarterback one and he's going to be playing against Sam Houston State 58 days away from today. It's crazy, crazy how things uh, come full circle, but hey. Nonetheless, all's well that ends well and BYU is the beneficiary as uh, Keaton Slovis will be a BYU Cougar for his uh, final season in a, B, uh, in a college uniform, obviously, before hopefully embarking on an NFL career. But uh, nonetheless, huge win for BYU. Lacey Tuiaki deserved a gold star for his defensive philosophy in that game. Now, did he end up utilizing a little too much down the, down the road in some of his defensive philosophy? Yes, he did. But in this circumstance, it worked to perfection. Honestly, it was a fantastic defensive scheme in this circumstance and uh, big uh, mark for him and a big uh, tip of the cap to Eliza Tuiaki and the rest of that BYU defensive ba- brain trust in this game uh, but a huge game all the same and a huge win for BYU and obviously when you beat USC on your home field go crazy, celebrate, but Uh, some sobering news was going to come the following week as BYU welcomed Washington second straight Pac-12 team, excuse me, third Pac-12 team of the season, second straight to visit Lavelle Edwards stadium. But uh, things would not fare so well, especially for uh, a guy that BYU was hoping to have a big season for them. It was off to a great start. Of course, we're talking about Tyson Williams and we'll talk about what happened against Washington on tomorrow's show. Now, one other quick note before we go on today's show is just a public happy birthday to my mom, uh, Janet. Uh, she is a big reason why I'm able to do what I do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, she, uh, growing up, she knew that I had a proclivity and loved sports, and she tried to encourage as much as possible, but also trying to rein me in at the same time saying, hey, don't get your hopes up too much, but I'm, I'm able to live my dream because my mom always let me kind of go out and do my thing, and uh, so mom, happy birthday to you. Uh, I don't know if you'll see this, but if you do, I just want to say, hey, i I love you and thank you for all the support over the years. It means the world to me uh, that you do what you do, obviously, to support your son and all of your kids, by the way. I'm the oldest of seven kids, so... Uh, she's got a lot on her plate, but hey, Mama Hatch, uh, love you, and thank you for your support, and thanks uh, to all of you out there in Cougar Nation for letting me uh, get that off my chest. All right, so there you go. Uh, that is today's edition of Locked on Cougars. Until tomorrow, of course, we'll react to wherever BYU lands in that media poll, and we'll also t- uh, take your questions. Like I said, get them submitted now, and a huge thank you, as always, for making Locked on Cougars your first listen today. Can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the podcast, as always. Uh, thank you, for, once again, for being every day with us here on the podcast as well, and Until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day, my friends. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya.